Oh, excuse me. I just burped a little bit. I had to burp too. And I was like, I better not burp while we're doing our silence because <laughs> Rosalie will hurt me. Yeah, that's definitely my MO is that's, I hurt people. You're such a, yeah, <laughs> little S&M lady. That's not me. That's not you at all. I know. Okay. Welcome to Shit My Soul Says, a podcast about all things woo. I'm Jillian. And I'm Rosalie. And we are obsessed with anything having to do with alternative spirituality. And we want to share our obsession with you. Because woo is fun, but it's more fun with friends. I'm a reincarnation coach and energy worker. And I'm a practicing witch. So we've been around the woo block a time or two. Mm Mm-hmm. Each episode, we will be digging into a different topic, from tarot to third eyes to energy healing. We'll share our personal experiences and offer you practical advice for your own practice. So whether you're new to all of this or queen of the pagans, that's me, (laughs) everybody is welcome. No witch card needed. This is inclusive woo. We just want to laugh with you, learn with you, and talk about some woo shit with you. So let's do that. Let's talk about Shit My Soul Says. So, weekly woo. Let's weekly woo it. Woo, 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 weekly woo. Do you want to say what the weekly woo is this time, Rosalie? Oh, sure. I mean, I feel like you have it nailed, like you've got it down pat, but I'll go ahead and give it a shot. Uh, So the weekly woo is the time at the beginning of every episode where Jillian and I talk about something that has happened in the past week that is woo and just helps you to understand just how bonkers the two of us are. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) All right. What was your weekly woo? Yeah. So mine really does kind of highlight how bonkers I am too. So that was right on. So I can feel my chakras. I don't know if you can. Can you explain what you mean by feel? I know you were going to ask that. And I was even thinking about like, how do I describe it? Do I describe it as like a tingle? I don't know. The only thing I could say, it feels like energy, which doesn't (laughs) describe it to people who don't know what energy feels like, but it feels like energy. Do you feel it all the time? No, I have to focus on it. Yeah. I mean, do I feel I I don't know. I I think that sometimes I feel them and sometimes I don't if I'm doing like a chakra cleansing meditation or, you know, I'm focusing mm-hmm. on a chakra, but sometimes I feel like that tingle, that energy power, woo, and sometimes I feel nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it took me a little while and I could see, feel some of them, like my throat chakra. Oh, big surprise. No surprise. <laughs> Exactly. I think that was probably the first one that I felt. I was like, ooh, I can feel it right now, actually, working away. Yeah. And eventually I was able to feel all of them. But sometimes they wake me up in the middle of the night. Um, Rude. Yes, they do. Particularly like my first, second chakra, which is which are the ones that I have issues with. I have those are the ones that are kind of crudded mm-hmm. up that need extra attention. And so I wake up and I'm like, oh, my second chakra is not feeling good. It and so then I'm I try to work it, and I've tried lots of different things. Like I've tried pushing energy in, I've tried poking at it, I tried to do all these different <laughs> things, and like my approach continues to like evolve. Well, this week I was woken up again. And this time I like just became 
the chakra more became the feeling, the mm. discomfort I was feeling. And like was like, I am God. Because <laughs> I wanted to like feel powerful <laughs> in what I was doing. And because we're all God or goddess or whatever, in my belief, you know how that goes. And anyway, so but it was working like all of a sudden, or not all of a sudden took a little bit of time. But my um, chakras just like totally opened and expanded and just felt healthy and good. Which Ooh, it, it was awesome. great. And so as I woke up the next day, like I had some back pain because like when I play around with my chakras, it gives me sometimes like the moving of things, I think gives makes me a little sore. But I could feel my hips felt different, how I was moving my hips, the placement of my hips felt different. And so I've continued to kind of focus on that and try to keep that going because I tighten up usually down there in that chakra. And so um, the second chakra. But the interesting thing is, is like, I feel more feminine. Oh, yes. And I know a lot of times energy healers or psychics or readers or whoever will tell me that I am out of balance in my masculine and feminine energy that I need to be drawing in more feminine energy to be more balanced Mm -hmm. and um like it was just interesting because i was like oh i think i'm getting it going (laughs) they're gonna be so proud of me so yeah that was definitely a weekly woo because that's just like not something that happens to everybody (laughs) no my chakras have never woken me up unless unless like having to pee is (laughs) Like the one of the chakras being like, hey, you should pay attention to me. And I'm like, oh, I'll just pee. Yeah, yeah, that would be a pretty sad little reaction to your chakra. <laughs> well, my. <laughs> I think that like Dionysus is like interview. <laughs> yeah, I think he has. Hello. This is what happens when you open your second chakra. <laughs> it's the sex chakra. <laughs> anyway, that's that's my weekly woo. What about you, Rosalie? Woo. What did you do this week or get up to that was showing how bonkers you are? <laughs> What's a little bit frustrating is that the thing that I most want to talk about for my weekly woo is actually what we're going to be talking oh. about for our episode today. So... That it it was so intense for me. So we'll we'll, we'll get into that. But I I came up with another weekly woo because I do a lot of. <laughs> yes. Um, I think my weekly woo is just I joined a <laughs> I joined a Facebook group for witches. Nice. And uh, you know it's so interesting because I don't think of myself as like oh I'm the person who has to say everything. But at the same time, it's like there's so many baby witches in yeah. that group. That, you know, they're asking questions that it's like, oh, man, this is this is what I consider to be really basic. But of course, I've been practicing for over 20 years. Anyway, it's just it's kind of fun to to realize that I'm kind of entering that crone phase it. of my life. And I really I'm like, yes, bring on the crone, bring on the crone, which is great. My 40th birthday is yes, coming up in a couple yay. weeks. I mean, I know everybody reaches the crone phase of their life at different times. But I'm just like, bring on the crone. I don't need that mother energy anymore. I need that crone crankiness. (laughs) (laughs) The the giving of zero fucks. 
but also the like, okay, I have this wisdom, I have this knowledge and this experience that I'd like to share with those who are in more of the the earlier phases. So that's my weekly woo. I'm really excited that you are going to be somebody that is going to be more welcoming and helpful to people, even in your zero fucks given mode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, when I was in college and when I was definitely a baby witch, I was working with, it wasn't an official coven, it was a pagan student group. And, you know, it was a bunch of baby witches. Yeah, we really wanted to find somebody who was able to mentor us, who was like someone with experience, who knew what they were doing, who had dealt with some of the shit that was coming up and that we were dealing with it. And some of it got scary, right? And it was just us and we just had us. And so we did a lot of trial by fire. But obviously, I'm still here today. So clearly, it went yes, okay. <laughs> and now you get to be that person for somebody else. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast. Yes. And here we are. Here we are. Yay. Yay. Okay. Topic time. Topic, topic, topic. Topic, topic. Because our topic is not being chrome. No. It's not witchcraft. <laughs> so Jillian, tell us all about what we're going to be talking today, about. Today, we are going to be talking about past life regressions. What is a past life regression? A past life regression is a meditation um, or hypnotic regression that you go through either on your own or with the help of a hopefully trained professional (laughs) that guides you through um, to accessing your past lives, which also brings on the topic that we need to touch upon in our episode, which is reincarnation, because it's connected to reincarnation. What is reincarnation, Rosalie? Uh, Reincarnation is simply the notion, the idea that souls persist beyond the current body, the current meat suit that Mm. you're in, and you are born and reborn time and time again. And Jillian and I have different views on the purpose of reincarnation and how it all goes. So we won't spend too much time talking about that today. I don't think. Yeah, you never know. Maybe Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll talk about it. (laughs) But it's not the main idea. But yeah, so just the idea that the soul persists and that you're incarnated into multiple bodies throughout your soul's existence. Exactly. That it is not just this one life to live. That's right. You're going to do it all over again. And (laughs) you do a past life regression to figure out what the hell you were up to in the past. So Jillian and I decided that we would do a past life regression meditation, that we would each do it on our own. We'd find a YouTube meditation that was available for free, and we will link to that in our show mm-hmm. notes, and that we would both do the regression on our own in our own time, but with a focus on let's identify lifetimes that we've had yes. together. And we are so excited to tell it because we didn't talk about it ahead of time. No. no, we didn't talk about it ahead of time. This is just all... It's as new to us as it is to you, and I am so excited to hear Jillian's story and to tell her and all of you my story. I think you are pretty excited to talk about yours. Oh, I thought that maybe you could go first, because I think... I think mine is probably more interesting. It probably is. (laughs) It probably is. And that's that sounds really bitchy, but I it's based on the sort of hints that we've given each other. Well, well, just how excited both of each each of both of us were about about it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So I actually had a challenging time with this one. I had a hard time visualizing. Um, but I managed to get through because I keep going. I just kept going. 
I'm going to take a moment to collect myself here and tell Dionysus to calm the fuck down. <laughs> Dionysus, come on over here for a little Show bit. Give Jillian a, Rosalie. a scotch of yes. a break. Whoa, hello. <laughs> <laughs> See? That's a new experience. He's risky. <laughs> I tell you what, you got to watch out for that guy. See? You see exactly what was happening. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So in this passive aggression, first it felt Arthurian. Like it felt like Arthur Mm. times. That kind of faded away, but it was kind of interesting that that was the beginning of it. I was wearing this long white dress and had blonde hair and um, was at a stone circle. You and I were at a stone circle. Mm -hmm. And I got that it was Glastonbury, England. And we were very excited. We were young women. We were like, you know, teenagers. And there was a festival happening that day. And we were getting ready for it. And we were very excited because we were going to be the maidens in the festival. (gasps) Yes. So it kind of felt like Beltane or something like that. And you were making like wreath garlands for our hair and and other decor. And you were showing me how to do it. And we just, you know, we were good friends. Uh, And then I went home because, you know, this regression is like, Go home now. Go to your home. Go right. in the future. <laughs> yeah. so like, I don't get to hang out here with Rosalie anymore. Uh, so anyway, so I went home and it was a, a thatched house with white waddle. That's what came to my head was the word waddle, which I'd. Waddle and dub. That, there you go. Um, I don't know what year it was. <laughs> I know Glastonbury was like a village at the time. I got kind of 1100, 1150, but that could totally bullshit. So I don't really trust that at all. Um, but anyway, my dad was there and he was my dad in that life, which was really nice. Side note, Aww. I did tell my dad about this. Yeah. And he asked, because I was like, oh, yeah, I also had a stepmother and she kind of didn't like me. She kind of resented me because everybody gave me all the attention. And my grandmother, who was my mom in this life, was also there. So I told my dad about that. And he was like, oh, well, was she cute? This your your stepmother. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, Dad. And then he was like, Well, did I have a cat? <laughs> I was just like, oh. I like that's my dad said because did he have a cat? I was like, Yeah, we're gonna say that you had a cat. <laughs> why not? Gonna, why why wouldn't he have a cat? a cat? But we did have a little farm. There were like pigs and there was a mule. And so I didn't like um, my stepmother. Like I said, and I didn't get along. So I um. I would often spend time outdoors with the animals, taking care of them. And it was just like this lovely, simple life. We were very poor. We were all living in this very tiny place. But anyway, so there was that part. Anyway, fast forward. I got married to a man who had a really nice, he was like a wealthy man in the town. He had this really nice house. And I was really excited at first because I was like, oh, I get to live in this nice place uh, with his mother and him. But it turned out like I had to do all of the work. Like I had to clean the place and do all the cooking. And I'm like, wow, this I thought was going to be this great life. And like, this is not so great. I'm not really feeling this. So I was really resentful. Here's where you come back into play, Rosalie. Yeah, we're going to get back to you. And you're like, you're like, where's me? Where am I at? If it makes you feel any better, you're barely in mine. (laughs) All right. Well, I kept coming back to what's going on with Rosalie. Um, All right. Well, anyway, in this life, you had gotten knocked up by a married man. 
And the <laughs> townspeople didn't look too well on it. So you ended up going out to like the forest and living in like some hut or some like stone hut or something with your child. Um, and you kind of were uh, making things from the woods and like herbs and stuff like that. And maybe you were making like concoctions. So I would come out every two weeks and bring you supplies and hang out with you. And I just loved it because I got to feel like free again and connected to you. Mm-hmm. And I really was jealous of the life that you got to live where you got to be your own person and do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I had to go back and like clean the manor um, or whatever it was. <laughs> and I had lots of children and that was fine. Like I loved them, but it just felt like drudgery. The whole life felt like drudgery. Mm-hmm. And I ended up dying in my 40s, I think from like a wagon wheel running over me or something and found out that my husband who I thought we were just kind of in a marriage of convenience really did love me because he cried and I was like oh he loves me I don't think I loved him (laughs) but you know whatever um anyway so the lesson in all of that was just that this idea of that I had had this idea of what a conventional life looked like and what I wanted to have and when I had it I found out that that actually wasn't all that it was cracked up to be and actually having a life that was off of the beaten track and a little different and unique was actually something that I wanted more. And the message I got was kind of like after that life, that's when I started doing lives that I was doing things that were a little bit more unusual and unique because I, that kind of got you ignited that in me. So that's actually what I was thinking about ahead of time is that we had talked about that before that one of my feelings is that you helped me get me back on my spiritual path. And like, I could kind of see it from that life, like you were sort of that getting me in touch with something that was kind of more a cult or more um, beyond the norm. Right. Oh, and the interesting thing, I did a little research because I was like doing research after my regressions. <laughs> and it turns out that Glastonbury is where they think King Arthur was buried. Yeah, I did not know that. And so I thought that was interesting because at the very beginning of it was like this Arthurian time thing. Right. Not that their Arthur played a part in it at all, but mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It could totally be total bullshit. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Right. But, you know, it was it was a journey. I took a journey in my mind. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry, what? <laughs> you know, it's really – what's interesting is I think about – you know, I, some, sometimes I've done this exercise where it's like, okay, well, if you could live any life, like if you could be anything you wanted, and if you could have just anything at all, what are the lives that that feel like they'd be interesting or exciting to you? And definitely like living on the mm. outskirts of town, and like a little stone mm-hmm. hut, <laughs> doing herbalism and being that person where people are like, oh, I'm gonna go see her when I have the stuff that's on the down low. Yes. And that's definitely something where I'm like, yeah, I feel like that would be really my jam. I would really like that. Well, apparently (laughs) you must have because that's what you did. Yeah. And I've also had a lot of lifetimes where I've had sex with married men. (laughs) (laughs) So. Well, for me, the trend was more about this idea of having to work for other people and not wanting to. That's something that I think has come up over and over and over again, like from forced labor to just to this sort of like low level sort of labor, whatever, wife in times when women didn't Mm -hmm. have 
you know, freedoms, that sort of thing. And so it's like, I have a lot of resentment, even to this day, and it creeps into my jobs. And it's just like, oh, yeah. I got to heal this because this doesn't, this doesn't work <laughs> now. So yeah, I need to get over that shit. Well, and, and this is something I think is kind of important to talk about, even though we didn't say it up front, which is that when you do a past life regression, part of the reason to do that is to look at the the things that happened in those previous lives and figure out how that pertains to your life now. Yes. What are the things that you missed in that lifetime that are manifesting today because you haven't dealt with the, the shit from that yes. lifetime? Exactly. Past life regression can be extremely healing. And when you read a lot of the books, like Brian Weiss, um, Dr. Brian Weiss has a lot of books on past life regression and stories, and you find people will go through healing, not just emotional healing, though there is definitely emotional psychology, psychological healing, but they also go through physical healing as well, sometimes pretty extreme in extreme ways, that there's something going on that you're still holding on to, and that's causing an, a, a physical issue in your life. Or maybe it was like the way that you died, like maybe where you got stabbed in a past life, you now have like <laughs> an ulcer or back pain or something along those lines. So hold on to that thought. <laughs> okay, I have one more thing to say though, before we before okay, okay. I hold on to that thought and share one little more. The other thing too about it is that people still experienced healing even if they didn't believe in the past life regression, even if they didn't believe in reincarnation. So there's still something mm. powerful in it. If it's real, if it's not real, I don't I don't know. I honestly don't know. But um, I still think it's worthwhile to do because I think that there's a gift to be had in it. So I want to hear your gift, Rosalie. What gift did you get? <laughs> well, it's hard to say for sure what the gift was, but I'll tell you about my regression. All right, fair enough. I had no trouble visualizing this regression. It was intense. Um, it might be the most intense visualization that I've ever experienced in my entire life. And that's saying something because I usually visualize things pretty clearly. You must have taken my energy. Oh, you know what it was? It was the it was the blue guy. <gasps> that's right. Oh, wow. Done. <laughs> it all it comes, comes back. back. <laughs> By the way, for those of you who don't know, in the Spirit Guide episode, Rosalie asked about a blue guy who showed up and, and polished her diamond in her head. So there you go. Go listen to that episode. <laughs> That's that. Okay, go on. Sorry. Okay. When I got into the, the past life... I was a man, which that's the first time I've ever had any sort of past life indication of me being male, which was fascinating. And the year that I got was 47 AD. Okay. So really, really, really old. Not the most ancient imaginable, but still 2000 years ago. And it was in Eastern Africa. And it felt like maybe Kenya, Tanzania, sort of the Savannah-ish okay. kind of area. And like the the ground was red and I was a member of a semi-nomadic tribe and herding was a big thing that we did. And you were my wife. Okay. I'm wife number two. This is the second wife regression here. That's right. Interesting. Because yeah. I'm often a male. So there you go. Hmm. Yeah. You were my wife and I thought you were great. Thank you. I just thought you you were super great. And we had two children. There was a boy who was a little bit older, and that was definitely my son, who is currently my son. Okay. 
and a little girl who I think was one of my best friends that I've had many, many past lives together with. That There wasn't really much going on. It was just like I could see the rain coming, like there was a big storm cloud coming over. And I was so relieved because it meant that we weren't going to starve. And I looked over at you and I realized that you had like a little bump like, because you were pregnant again. Oh, me. And I was terrified oh. for you because you'd had some difficult pregnancies and I was really worried about your life. Oh, thank you. But you're welcome. I was in love with another man. Oh. So I was not in love with you. I was just head over heels for this warrior. And I wasn't a warrior. I was a herdsman. This warrior, he wouldn't even talk to me. Like, I was just so beneath oh. him. But I just was head over heels in love with him. But nothing ever came of it. Yeah, it was peaceful, but, you know, it also felt like we were on the edge. We were constantly on the edge because the storm clouds and, and the pregnancies were all like, oh, good thing, bad thing. Death was everywhere. Yeah, like life was so precious and so difficult to to maintain. And then this past life regression, the the person doing the recording said to go forward in time a few years. And so I did. And you were no longer part of my (laughs) regression. I must have died in the pregnancy. I kind of think that you did. But in the the next stage, I was probably in like my late 40s. And I was with my son, who was a teenager. And we were just the two of us camping. And it felt like maybe it was a rite of passage for my son. Mm. And then in the morning, we looked over this rise and we saw there a band of warriors, right? The next thing I know, a spear was in my son's oh, shoulder. Oh, no. And I was like cradling him as he was dying. And then I started to feel nauseous, like me, Rosalie, in my bedroom where I was doing the meditation. I started to feel extraordinarily oh. nauseous. Man, and like lightheaded. I started to feel a little woozy. And then in the regression, I looked down and I had a big spear through my gut. Oh. And so I was dying in this meditation and i died like i experienced the death of this past life and it was not fun no no (laughs) it does not sound like fun no i just i just remember when you were pregnant with your son (gasps) oh my gosh i was nauseous the The entire entire time time you had stomach problems (laughs) yes oh i got chills It was like, like, I've had a lot of friends that have been pregnant, but like no one that I've known has had stomach problems during the pregnancy like you did. You were miserable. It was a nightmare. You were like living on Tums. <laughs> oh, way harder meds yeah, than Tums. Well, plus, plus, plus. But when I hung out with you, you were only telling the Tums every 10 minutes. But it's just kind of interesting. If he was your son, if it wasn't mm-hmm. triggering some of that fear of you losing him or something. Yeah, yeah it certainly could be. So here's where I think it gets really interesting. I got to the place in between lives. So that there's like a space like after you yeah. die and before you're reborn, there's sort of a liminal space. And my cat, who is my familiar, which means a lot of different things. But in this case, it just means that she likes to participate in my magic. So she came up to me and tapped on my arm until I like kind of jostled out of the meditation a little bit. And I very much got the sensation that like I was not supposed to find out what happened after the death of that lifetime. 
And then I sort of started, I just kind of went back in a little bit and the the meditation said, like, go forward in time again. And so it was like, oh, now I'm in a different life. Okay. <laughs> like, I just got jumped into a different life. And I was in London. Okay. And I'm not sure what time period it was, but it was old. It was very, very, very old. But then my cat put her paw on my phone that I was listening to the meditation on, and she stopped the meditation. What? Before it could finish, because it was like, you're not supposed to do more than what you've already done. (laughs) Stop it. Take what you just did in. (laughs) Right. Like, stop. You need to figure out what was going on. But it was just so interesting that my cat has never done anything like that before. Wow. Yeah. So it was a really intense experience. Yes, it sounds like it. (laughs) Well, what do you take away from that life, too? That's that's the thing is I'm not sure yet. I'm really not sure because I I think that the stomach mm-hmm. thing, there's some unresolved stuff going on with that. And the fact that my son was born again as my mm-hmm. son, I'm sure that that's meaningful in some way. But I have had zero desire to even like think about that regression on a deeper level. So I need to I do need to like stop and I need to meditate on the meditation. Yeah. Well, I, I will say that one of the things that you had said that kind of came through as a strong theme of that life is this idea of that life and death is everywhere or, or the preciousness of life or something mm-hmm. along that line. And I don't know how that applies to your life situation now. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't either just yet. Part of it, what I think is really interesting is that it was like, oh, okay, this is a lifetime that you had with Jillian. And maybe it was our first lifetime together. I don't know. Maybe that was like the significance of it. But it was like, I have to have a lifetime where I was with Jillian. And even though you didn't play a huge role in my meditation, it was like, oh, there's Jillian. And I think she's great. (laughs) So that's so that's our. Is there anything else we want to talk about as far as our shared? I mean, I think it's just important to to reiterate that. We don't know if those were real. We don't have any way to verify that we existed, you know, thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago. But it doesn't matter if it's real or not. It matters if we take the lessons that we've learned from those regressions and apply it to our lives. Exactly. I mean, it could very well be that our subconscious or our psyche is creating these metaphorical stories for us to learn something, right? Because the the subconscious speaks through symbols. That said, I have read a lot about past life regression and also just past life memories as well. And there's some crazy Mm -hmm. shit. There are people that there was one story, this is another Brian Weiss one, where he was regressing a woman who was Chinese and she had a translator there to translate from Chinese to English. And she went to a a life where she spoke English and she started speaking in English and the translator turned to him and started translating it into Chinese. And he was like, I don't need that. (laughs) (laughs) And he's had others where people speak in other languages that they do not Mm -hmm. know. That's fascinating. Well, and what I thought was really interesting in my regression is that when I spoke to other people, I wasn't speaking in English. Mm. I don't know what language I was speaking in, but. 
I I understood like the words coming out of my mouth. I understood them, even though they weren't any language that I have any experience yeah. with at all. But of course, I wasn't talking out loud to anybody who could hear me <laughs> who spoke the language. So again, that that may mean something or it may yeah. not. It's fascinating. I think and I know this isn't past life regression, but there's a lot of stuff out there around children and them having memories of past lives. And that yes. stuff is crazy. Oh my gosh, it is so hard for me not to feed that to my yes, son. No. <laughs> so he'll start giving me information. Oh, this is why it's good I don't have children because I would just be like, tell me again. Tell me again when you were the mommy and I was the little girl. <laughs> tell me that story. I'd totally give my children complexes, no doubt. But yeah, I know there's one story. I can't remember the name of the book, but I'll find out and we'll put it in the episode notes. But it's a story about a little boy raised by two parents, weren't into woo-woo shit. And he was remembering a past life where he was a World War II fighter pilot. Have you heard this story? It's a pretty well-known oh, I think one. I have. Yeah, it's been in a lot yeah. of documentaries and all that. Well, they found out who he was and they actually got him connected to his sister who was still living, this old woman. And the two of them oh, have had gosh. conversations and like, oh, yeah, remember so and so, da da da. It like he totally remembered all of these people. It had all of these different memories. That is amazing. Yes, it's faded now. And he, in the last show I saw, he grew up and, you know, he can't remember all of it. He's got some snippets of it, but he's not going to become a pilot in this life. That's one thing because he died <laughs> last time that way. Yeah. Lots of good stuff out there. I think it might be interesting. You know, I picked the past life regression. It was a very, very short vetting process <laughs> where <laughs> I went on YouTube and put in past life regression. And the first link that I found wasn't appropriate because it was like, you're going to remember this after you wake up. And it was like, well, I don't want to go to sleep. I want to you know, be able to write it down immediately afterwards. Yeah. And then the second one that I found was the one that I said, hey, this mm -hmm. is the one we're going to do. Yeah. And I think the one thing I wish because I was having issues with visualization is that she wasn't giving prompts that are your visualization would become clearer and clearer. Clearly, you didn't need it. <laughs> but that's what I'll do when I do my own is like, I'll give myself cues that my visualization is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm. But that said, if you're also having problems with visualization, you know, when you're doing it on your own, sometimes you can't go deep enough, you can't relax enough. If you there are people out there who that's that's what they do. They're, pa they're hypnosis practitioners. They're hypnotherapists. <laughs> and they do past life regressions. And they have different tricks that they can use to help you get deeper if you're struggling. Or, you know, some people are very mm -hmm. easy to hypnotize and some people just aren't because you have very active brains. <laughs> <laughs> Not that the people who are easy to hypnotize don't have active brains. I'm just saying that, you know, some people think too it's much. It's more of an active left, left yes. brain rather than an active right brain, I think is yes. what you're trying to say. <laughs> Let me see who else I can offend. <laughs> if you can be easily hypnotized, your brain doesn't yeah. work is what Jillian is yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hang up your hat. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said that. So we've talked about past life regression, and it's kind of interesting. And there are people that specialize, as we said, hypnotherapists, 
There is also something called a between lives regression. And the people that, the people that do that are very specialized. Uh, they have to go through a lot more training to be able to do that. I've never experienced it, but I would like to. Um, but mm-hmm. they're pretty intense sessions. And it sounds like you skipped your cat, pulled you out of yours. It's just like, you can't do this shit on your own. You need help. (laughs) But the idea is that in a between lives regression, you get to experience um, what life is like on the other side, whatever you want to call it, and also get to have the experience of what it is like reviewing your current life, but also planning Mm -hmm. for your next one. So that's something to check out as well. Michael Newton. I'd like to say Brian Weiss is your gateway drug to reincarnation, right? He's got some really good books out there that are easy to read. If you're new to reincarnation, Many Lives, Many Masters is a great place to start. Easy to read. When you're ready to get into it, checking out the books by Michael Newton, I think is great. He is a hypnotherapist and he's gone through and done a lot of these past life regressions and between life regressions. And he's collected all of this information to see what's the common themes between everybody that he's Mm. hearing. And he's put it into books. And it's fascinating. Oh, cool. It's really fascinating. But yeah. it's, a, it's a bit more intense. Like sure. if, if you just want to know if you were like, you know, a pop star in your past life, m- maybe you're not ready for the Between Lives Red yet. But if you're really wanting to know why your life is the way it is, that might be a good book to check out. That kind of brings up a question that we covered. So we have like our secret reincarnation episode that <laughs> we decided not to publish. Yeah. It's our secret one. <laughs> it's like our secret garden. <laughs> Of reincarnation. (laughs) Uh, But in that, we kind of talked about the types of lives that people lived. And I think it's important to to talk about a little bit when we're talking about past life regressions, like as you're uncovering who you have been, Mm -hmm. it's so important to bear in mind that odds are you were not a king or a queen or a rock star, Mm -hmm. you were probably not Freddie Mercury Mm -hmm. or... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, somebody is. Obviously, somebody was, right? But there are a lot of humans and a lot of souls. Jillian is breaking things. Sorry. My my dad's (laughs) calling me and I try to answer, I try to hang up on him and then I... And then I answered it, and then I just hung up on him. And in the meantime, I dropped the phone on the ground. He just hes gonna—he just still wants to know if he's got a cat in his past life. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. He has simple pleasures, simple tastes, simple needs. So anyway. Sorry, back to, back to the topic. Yep, no, that's fine. But what I was saying is, you know, there are a lot of souls and there have only been so many leaders. Yes. There have only been so many kings and queens and and famous people. So don't feel like there was something wrong with you if you were a sex worker in a past life or if you were, you know, a farmer or just a wife who had to clean Mm -hmm. the house of her husband's family or a herdsman. Think about how many people are currently famous and leaders now today and think about yourself and where do you fit in in that scale? Unless you're a famous leader and then good good on you. Thanks for listening. Right. And good (laughs) on you. Thanks for listening. And please tweet about us. Yes, thank you. (laughs) 
is true. The thing is, is that every life has value. I think in the West, particularly, we put a lot of value on our jobs and on our roles. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can feel like, you know, I just have a whole drum job. I'm not living my purpose. Well, your purpose isn't necessarily an occupation. Your your mm -hmm. purpose may be about a relationship between you and your son, right? Mm -hmm. It may be about helping people through charitable works. I mean, it, it can be a lot of different things. And that's the interesting about right. going back into these lives is to kind of figure out what were the jewels that you had in these past lives. So yeah, just definitely don't feel like a failure or or like you've done something bad or you were a bad person and that that's why you are where you are or where you, mm -hmm. why you were where you were. We all experience lives that are good and yeah. we all experience lives that are bad in the sense of just really hard and harsh and unpleasant. Mm -hmm. And we've all experienced just the worst of the worst and the best of the best in our, our various past and lives. You know what? And here's the thing, too, is that. It's nice to think that we've always been wonderful people. But the truth is, is that we experience hardships, we, we learn and we grow from them. And when we look back at our previous lives, we might not be very proud of the people that we were. I know I had a past life that I think I was a, an Egyptian slave driver, and I was a pretty bad dude. And, and when I tapped into that life, I felt like a lot of shame and horror and sadness but it doesn't mean that's who you are now. The idea is that you had that life, you had that experience so that you could now be the person who learned not to be that person and gets to yeah. be the person that you are now. <laughs> do, do we want to say any more about it? I'm ready to, to blow your mind with something new. Great. Blow my mind with something new. So as I keep on referencing Brian Weiss, in one of his latest books, he's talking about how he's doing future life regression with people. And what? yes, yes. And he even's like, eh, I don't know, this could totally be them making it up in their heads. But it still helps them. And and what will happen too in all of these, it'll be like, okay, well, this is what their lesson is right now. And then here are three different potential lifetimes, depending on what they do with this one. And the thing that's interesting to me that I've really liked, because I've read, I've read several of these, there keeps on people keep on talking about certain things. So I'm like, I'm getting clues about the future. So um, <laughs> like, you know, there's the population goes down, you know, there are parts of the earth that are uninhabitable, because it's too hot, that kind of thing that we could, that's not so happy. But the thing that I think is interesting in several of them Energy healing becomes a much bigger deal in the future. Mm, it actually gets integrated cool. with traditional medicine. And one of the things that several of them reference is a rod, that there's some sort of a crystal rod that they use. I've seen this in a few different things. Like there's some crystal rod that's going to be used in the future with energy healing. I don't know what that is, but I'm like, well, that's interesting. Huh. Particularly interesting, one of the guys who said this was a doctor who did not believe in any of this reincarnation <laughs> bullshit. Right. And he's talking about being an energy, teaching energy healing to people in the future. And it's just like, like, he's like, that's not what I'm into. But in his, his future regression, he was. That is fascinating. I've never tried it. I've never done a future life regression. You know, what's interesting when you talked about that, like that there were different possibilities of lifetimes based on like how this one goes. It made me think of the tarot and kind of just mm. divination in general, right? Where 
when you ask a question about the future or when you ask about like what you should be focusing on to get the path you want, your actions today have an effect. And so the cards might give you different answers based on what's going to happen next. And Jillian in our tarot episode talked about a layout that she created where she has like a few different options of like what the future could hold based on your current actions. And so I think that's really interesting to think about that, but not just my future in this lifetime, Mm. but taking that a step further and going into the next lifetime. Because sometimes I think about that. And sometimes I'm like, well, I am not getting this lesson in this lifetime. <laughs> I'm going to have to deal with this one next one. If there's been a few people that I'm like, yeah, we are not getting this figured out in this lifetime. I'm going to see you again. <laughs> we got some shit to work out. See you next time. Because I'm done with you in this lifetime. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and that that brings me to another thing, uh, which is the people that we travel through our lives yeah. Which, again, it's it's tricky because we had this previous episode that we decided just wasn't high enough quality. Like, the sound quality was just not yeah, there. Yeah, we're going to give that one to our uh, Patreons, though. If you become a patron, you can listen to it. And it will have content that we don't cover in this yes. episode. You know, both of us believe that there are people that – or souls that we are connected mm-hmm. with in some mm-hmm. way. And we travel from life to life together because we like each other so yeah. much. They're part, you're part of your group. It's your family. It's yeah. your peeps. And so just any thoughts about soulmates or soul enemies? Oh, soul enemies actually are also your peeps. That's the thing mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you that's the crazy thing. Well, I mean, it's a little bit mixed. On the one hand, there can be like somebody who murdered you could be your husband. <laughs> That's great. Um, I mean, like in the past mm-hmm. life, they murdered you and now that you love each other. Because sometimes, you know, you grow and you change and you give somebody a second chance, I guess, after they killed you. <laughs> um, but sometimes, too, in one of them, I've read like the guy's like, oh, yeah. Oh, Mary and John are going to be my parents again. Oh, God, they're really hard parents, you know, and it's just like, oh, yeah, well, they know each other, they travel together. And sometimes those difficult relationships continue on. But, you know, eventually you heal those differences and become pretty close because you got shared history. Yeah. And and if you don't, you're doomed to see them over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. That's why you want to get your shit figured out. <laughs> you just want to get your shit figured out. That's probably what we should call this episode. Get your shit figured out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh. Yes. Do we want to handle some of our listener questions? I think we do. Okay. I'll read the first one. For someone who struggles to visualize, like I cannot for the life of me get to a point where I'm imagining myself walking down a staircase, opening a door and walking out into a past life experience. What do you suggest? How to build the visualization while meditating muscle? I mean, that's a that's a difficult question for me to answer because, because she, I have never had any trouble with visualization. Yeah. It's like me trying to give sleep advice to somebody who's in an insomniac. It's like, yeah, I, I have no problem sleeping. <laughs> you know, I'm the sort of person where it's like, oh, Zen meditation, where you're supposed to clear all the thoughts out of your head and just have like, you know, where you're not focused on anything, where it's just nothing. I'm like, mm, no, 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 no. That does not work for yes. me. <laughs> because I start to visualize things. So it's it's difficult for me to to give really good advice. But I would say start with something that's in front of you and something that's very familiar. So like an orange, for mm-hmm. instance, where 
you know what it looks like, you know what it feels like, you know what it smells like and tastes like, and what it sounds like when you peel it or bite into it, right? So you know all the senses of it, and then just close your eyes with an orange there, like maybe you're holding it in your hands, and start to visualize what does it feel like? Well, you can feel it. So on top of that, you've got this concrete object, mm-hmm. and then you use your mind to build the orange. Yes. That's a thought. That is a thought. I like that thought. Use something that you can close your eyes and open them again. Look at it. Or a room that you really know. Mm-hmm. I have some other thoughts that have come to me as well from a variety of different angles. Uh, one thought, you could ask a spirit guide for help. That's one thing. Yes. You could get a little blue guy to come and put a gem in your middle of your head. <laughs> so you can ask for help. That's one thing. Also, I, you know, it might be a third eye chakra issue. And so I would say visualize white light going into your third eye chakra, but then you'd slap me across the face because that's exactly your problem. <laughs> so instead, I would say put your palm of your hand up to your forehead where your third eye chakra is, and then try to kind of like intend or feel or imagine as much as you can like energy coming out of your hand and into your forehead or just just intend it um, to try to give Mm -hmm. yourself some healing in your third eye chakra is also an idea you could also do that with a crystal so you know i find that certain crystals really kind of help to open up that third eye i'm thinking like labradorite Mm. maybe would be a good one. Moonstone, mm. onyx or obsidian, anything that's like protective and divinatory of some mm-hmm. sort. I I might have to to Google this and make a blog post. Oh, I like it. That's great. <laughs> third eye crystals. Yes, third eye crystals. <laughs> and that would be your spirit guide continuing to work with you. <laughs> I'm not going to give it up. <laughs> your little blue guy. Thanks, spirit guide. Yeah, he's in your forehead. Um, And the other thing I would say is it might actually be a great idea to go to a professional hypnotherapist because they're mm-hmm. going to have tricks and techniques and tools to help you get there. And then maybe as you get that experience in a professional setting, then you'll be more able to do it on your own. Get Mm -hmm. help. That's what I am saying. (laughs) And also, you know, I've been to a professional hypnotherapist, not for past life regressions, but for dental anxiety. So now you know that that's a thing. She talked to me throughout the process. So when you have, and I talked back to her, right? So when you have a recording, you can't experience what it's like to be able to have a dialogue back and forth with the hypnotherapist, where if you're like, I really struggle with this, then they can say, okay, what do you see? And you can start talking about that. And maybe it turns out that you don't actually see pictures with your third Mm -hmm. eye, right? Maybe you get feelings and you just can't. You're so caught up in, well, it's, I have to see it. I have to visualize it with eyes that are closed. How can I do that? But instead you get feelings Mm -hmm. and start to understand things on a deeper level. And you don't need the senses the same way that we do to just get through our daily lives. I like that. I think that's a really good point. I think that came from my spirit guide because that just popped right into my head. We got to give this little guy a name. I think it starts with a B. I want okay. to call him like Bobo or something. Oh, his name is not I know Bobo. it isn't. <laughs> Bobles. <laughs> Bo. I don't know. I'll, I'll ask okay, him. Okay, you ask him. Find out. So Jillian really needs to know. Um, the next question is, why do we reincarnate? Well, Jillian, 
why do we reincarnate? I have my answer. My answer is uh, we reincarnate because we originally came from the source. Uh, we got like a, I like to visualize this as a little piece that's broken off from the source and that we are learning, we are consciousness and we are learning about ourselves ourselves in the bigger sense as an in an individualized way to have a deeper learning and understanding of of who we are we as a as one entity and that we grow and evolve um, or maybe we re- not even re- evolve maybe we just become more naturally ourselves and uh, eventually get to return to become one with the source the universe the god the goddess whatever your thought processes that's the big 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 high level idea behind it all in my storybook yeah you know i don't i don't necessarily know that i have a belief about our origins i'm not sure about the why Mm -hmm. right i feel for me that there are certain things that are unknowable as humans, or at least for me in this lifetime and where I'm at on my spiritual journey, and that my human mind simply cannot comprehend the truths of the universe. But I think for me, we have every chance to get it right. So, you know, we start from some place where it's difficult and we fuck everything up and we're going to continue to fuck everything up, right? Like we always fuck yeah, shit up. It's being human. Right. But there's no hell for, in my in my opinion, like no matter how bad you are in this lifetime, you have every opportunity to get it yeah. right. You can get better. You can be a better person. And if you don't have a chance to be that better person in your current lifetime, you've got another shot and another shot and another shot. And the idea is to eventually get to a point where you're as good as you can be as a human, and then maybe you go and become an alien, or maybe you (laughs) become an angel, or maybe you become a spirit guide, or maybe you become one with the source. Like, I don't know what happens at the end. I also don't think that we just get one shot, and then boom, either you're, you're nothing, or you're punished for eternity, or you're rewarded for eternity. I just, that doesn't make any sense to me. I like to think of it, and I actually get this in dreams, that it's like a big video game. That, you know, Mm. that you go through and you get your little, you try to go through all your little levels and you try to like do your little point things and try to accomplish your little missions. And sometimes you die before you win the game Mm -hmm. and they had to start again. But you remember again how to do those things a little bit better, right? And so that Mm -hmm. as you keep on incarnating, eventually like, oh yeah, this thing that was really hard for me, boom, 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 I know how to get past this. But now Uh I'm on this level and I got to figure this shit out. Right. Like that boss is a lot harder. Exactly. I think that's kind of, I like to think about that's what, but kind of how reincarnation is. (laughs) And one question kind of came to me too, that some of you might be wondering, like, how do you know when you're about ready to be done with this shit? Oh, yeah. How do you know? Uh, Yeah, they're actually, um, I have done some reading and I've actually met people that are pretty advanced um, souls. They're pretty rare Mm -hmm. to find. Typically, people that are pretty advanced souls, they tend to be a bit more um, withdrawn from the world, actually. Um, 
the more you've been around and the more you're ready to move on, it's just kind of you get, you get tired of the human, like you just aren't in, interested in the human dramas. You're not interested. There's, sure. there's no motive. You've learned that there's really nothing to be had at being at the top of some corporate ladder or having a lot of money. And you you tend to kind of be a little bit more, I don't know, I find people that are like that kind of level of a soul tend to be a bit spacier too, but they're also very like kind and compassionate and loving and peaceful. Yeah. The last question we have here is what happens when we get to the end of our many lives journey? So not just how are we in this lifetime, but like what happens at the end? What I understand, I feel like I have to caveat everything, people. Just <laughs> I believe things. This is what I believe. Don't be offended by it. Believe whatever you want to believe. But I'll tell you what I think. What I think um, is that once you're done being a human being, you continue to be a being on the other side. And that's when you might be a spirit guide to help continue to, because there are spirit guides that continue to incarnate and form. And there are some, as you get more evolved, you don't need to go through form anymore. This is really hard. Like being on earth, it's like hard. And everything that I read is like, you're incarnating on earth. It's like a really hard school. And mm-hmm. we're really like brave and beings on the other side really are impressed that we're choosing to be in this shit show of a life and these bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, at some point when you're like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore, you can stop doing it. And, um, <laughs> but you continue to, there's things you can learn and continue to grow and evolve on the other side and continue to kind of go upwards in your vibrational levels until eventually, in eons from now, you'll rejoin the source, but it's like a long time from now. So mm-hmm. that's my story. I like it. I don't have anything to refute it with because, again, I just don't feel like I have any way of knowing. Yeah. And so my belief is kind of like, well, I mean, my goal is to just get closer to my goddess. I like that. I think that's what we should all be focused on. And, you know, even on a lot of these books that I've read, like people were like, yeah, I can only see so far. The people that are giving the information, Mm -hmm. like I can't, I haven't been up that level. I don't know what's up there. I can only talk to you about what I've seen. So, right. You know. Yeah. So in this lifetime, I want to get closer to my goddess. And I feel like that's probably what I'm working on right now is just getting closer to to her hashtag life goals hashtag um but also it doesn't have to be my goddess that you're trying to get close to (laughs) (laughs) just to be clear (laughs) apparently apparently dionysus wants you to get close to him or wants me to get close to him (laughs) yeah he's uh he's into Mm -hmm. you right now (laughs) i have my own little baklava That is Greek too. That that's and then bacchanalia. But I guess I mean you could have baklava at your bacchanalia. I think I will. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do that. Oh no! But what I what I was <clears throat> what I was trying to say. Is that I'm I'm a pluralist, so I think that every religious or spiritual path is the right path mm-hmm. for the person following it. So, you know, if that if for you it's getting closer to Jesus, get closer to Jesus. If for you it's getting closer to science or just the universe in general or the source mm-hmm. or, or Allah. all of the mm-hmm. gods or Allah or you know, it doesn't matter. 
according to me. It, it might matter to you, but to me, it doesn't matter what name you put on the thing that is bigger mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. you. Because I think we can all admit that there is something bigger than we are. That's right. Even atheists, I think, could at least say the galaxy is bigger than right, we are. Right, the universe. Is, yeah. Yeah. Pretty massive. I like it. Okay. Is it time for us to do our tarot readings? What did you pull? I got the Ten of Wands. Tell me about that. So card. that is the card in the Rider Waite, and I did use the Rider Waite this time. It's a man with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> They're all men, They're with, all men sticks with sticks in that deck. In that deck. <laughs> And he's carrying them. And so what this card means to me, this is about carrying burdens. It's about working really hard and getting, you know, but carrying all these heavy burdens, which is kind of interesting because that's what my past life was about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was about carry carrying heavy burdens. I want to hear what yours is, and then I'll make my my interpretation of our blended read. So I used the Light Sears Tarot. And I pulled the Three of Cups. I don't think you can see I that, can't. Jillian. You're in darkness. It's an image of three feminine-looking people. Their faces are turned, so they're, you just see the backs of their heads. And the, these three people are all hugging each other like they're friends. And I'm just going to read the, the quick words that it says. Friendships, abundance, cooperation, community, closeness with siblings, joy, communication, celebration, and soul contracts. Nice. Look at that. <laughs> and so when I pulled that card, I was like, this is about the people that you travel through your lifetimes mm. with, like the people that are your close peeps. And to me, you're one of those mm -hmm. people, Jillian, like our lives are deeply intertwined right yeah. now. And they have been in different lifetimes, which we've you know, going back 2000 years, apparently. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think that it's, you know, right now, we're all struggling to find community and to, mm -hmm. to be in that, that close space. And we've got the burden, you know, we're all carrying these heavy, heavy burdens. But our community there, you have soul people, those are the people who are going to help you to carry your mm -hmm. burden, even if they're not physically present. So that means stay in touch with people, have Zoom calls or phone calls or write an old fashioned letter. I mean, it will probably take about six years to get there because the postal service is overwhelmed. <laughs> but <laughs> so that's that's my interpretation of the two cards. Together. Yeah, I like that. I really like that. I'm going to I'm going to go a little bit further on that as well. This idea of burdens, you know, life is hard. Life is hard. Like and it's supposed to be hard. Very few come here for a relaxing vacation. There are some. Apparently, you get a few break lives every now and again. But we came here for the struggle. We came here for the burden. It's for the struggle. It's it, again, my belief. You can think I'm full of shit. But I think if you look at your life and you see where you have grown the most and learned the most, it has been as a consequence of, of struggle and difficulty and challenge. Absolutely. So I don't know. I've gotten kind of started learning a little bit about stoicism lately. And because it's interesting because it, it's like 
a male version of metaphysical belief is kind of interesting. <laughs> and it, but it, it very much overlies with my beliefs about reincarnation. And one of the things that I said is that it's that the obstacle or the burden or the challenge is your fuel. It's your it's your fuel for your fire. I like that. So when you come across something that's challenging or difficult, instead of trying to avoid it or run away or escape it, ask yourself, how can this be fuel for my mm. fire? Isn't that beautiful? I loved that. Yes. That is, oh, yeah. How are you going to take the the burdens and the shit that this life is throwing at you? And how are you going to use that to transform mm-hmm. yourself into someone better? Yeah. That shit can be fertilizer, right? Oh. Yes. Yes. Grow some fucking flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I like it. I like that. That makes me happy. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you immeasurably. Absolutely. And let us know what you think. Go ahead and send us an email at shitmysoulsays at gmail.com. For example, you know, we just touched upon past life regression with a little dabbling in reincarnation here or there, but maybe you have other questions that we could cover in future episodes. Or maybe you have a hilarious past life story to share. Oh, do tell. Please. Yes. I love Please. those. <laughs> I scoop them up. And we're we're still a new podcast. We're working really hard to keep this going, but what we need from you is to subscribe, rate, and review and tell your friends mm-hmm. and go and check out our website shitmysoulsayspodcast.com where you can read our blog posts where we get into things like actually laying out some of the tarot reads or talking about crystals we dig a little bit deeper uh, into some of our blog posts so subscribe so that you can get those as well as episodes delivered to your email <laughs> episodes delivered <laughs> your to your inbox. email <laughs> inbox and yeah just tell us what does <laughs> yeah y'all have no idea because i edited out but i can never say this right the first time so tell us what shit does your soul say what shit does your soul say (laughs) until next time do your woo do your woo bye